Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 135. I'm one of your hosts, Joel, and joining me on the line all the way from Massa, 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 Massachusetts, it's Jace. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Not much, my friend. I am back from Anime Frontier. Had a great time there last weekend. Really good turnout. Uh, it was a pleasure working with the folks over at Left Field Media, as always. Getting to see a couple friends along the way. And uh, yeah, I am back. This is uh, once again one of those weeks. It's that one week per month where I don't watch much anime because I'm working on the radio drama script. This time around, we are going to be doing a, well, it is anime, sort of. So I can say I've been watching anime, sort of, because we're doing a Dragon Ball Z abridged movie marathon. That is going to be next Saturday, the 17th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, as always. So if you enjoy some DBZ or DBZA, definitely going to be one that you'll want to catch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that said, I was able to catch up on everything before I went to Frontier. So, you know, I feel like I've been saying on this show, oh, I'm behind, oh, I'm behind all just, you know, for the better part of the past month. But in my defense, I did catch up and then fell behind again. But at this point in time, <laughs> I'm only one episode behind, which considering that I'm still watching a dozen shows this season, I think that giving myself an allowance of being one episode behind it sometimes, I still think I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I'm at the same point where, you know, I'm I'm like about an episode behind on a few shows. So, I mean, uh, I, I'm happens. mostly caught up on everything. And yeah, I mean, stuff's held our attention long enough for the whole season. So, I mean, at this point, it's oh, yeah, I'm now committed at this point. I'm finishing everything I'm watching. Can they stick the landing? Yeah, is, is the big question the for all question. of them. And uh, that's really going to be as these last couple of weeks wind down our decisions for anime of the year. And uh, we're actually going to be beginning preparation on the back end of that in earnest really later today, but that's going to be off air. So for yeah. now, I guess we'll just start off with, you know, is there anything big and notable that you want to shout out Jace before we just sort of dive in today? Because I feel like our topic for today actually can just take us the whole hour. Yeah, I think so too, actually, because I mean, nothing really is super standout. Um, I will say that, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the end of uh, Mob Psycho plays out. It has gotten so freaking like, oh, my God, like, it, I really don't know. I mean, I know it's going to have a happy ending, but what just happened between like the last two episodes just had me going like, holy crap. So, I mean, like, I am really looking forward to that finale. Um, everything else, I mean, Beast Tamer, still wholesome, you know, fun. Gundam continues to be amazing. Chainsaw Man continues to be mind-blowing. Uh, just, yeah, everything just continues to be following its path of uh, good. There's been nothing that's kind of turned me off and, and you know, made me go, and, you know drop yeah, a show nothing has really no had controversy. an misstep mid-season that there were shows that i dropped in the first three episodes because i was a you know it just wasn't holding my attention that it, it didn't grip me in the first three episodes and that's fine that happens but there yeah. hasn't been an instance where you know episode seven eight nine rolls along and they just do something really either in poor taste or that it goes off the rails and that it just exactly turns you off and you're like oh man i feel like i invested half a season in this but i'm just dropping this right now 
fortunately yeah. everything has been keeping up its end of the bargain and has been at minimum staying the course in most cases, frankly, just improving as you would hope as the yeah. season goes on. But yeah, that's going to be that we will be talking a lot more about the season end reactions and obviously anime of the year as we get into these next coming weeks. But right now we actually want to start doing a bit of a year retrospective, but we wanted to do it at a bit of an angle. And this is actually one that we haven't done before. And that is best waifu, best husbando. These are both categories. Well, sorry, rephrased. These are not categories that they have at the Crunchyroll anime awards, because what they have every year to my own dismay, and I have actually vocalized my complaint about this. They have best boy and best girl. And I think, Jace, best boy and best girl is not the same as best waifu and best husbando. Because what yeah. we had this year, we had things of best boy with, you know, Deku and Boji, who I would both consider prime best boy material. But then you have, you know, uh, older gentlemen. I'm let, let me even just look up what were the uh anime awards 2022 let me see what they had um best boy nominees were for this past year oh come on website open up did they mess up the fine fine i'm going to wikipedia (laughs) um should have brought this up earlier. Sorry. Best boy, Boji won, thank goodness. But um, you had Otakawa from Odd Taxi. You had Ken and uh, Mikey from Tokyo Revengers, which I suppose actually those were mostly best boys. You had best girl in Nobara. You had Toru. You had uh, Komi. Uh, you had Melise from 86. So most of these were good, but then you also get these ones where it's, you know, the difference between, I would say, best waifu and best girls, you know, someone who is of age, that's generally the yardstick that I use to measure that of. Yeah, I yeah. would say, you know, your is going to be best waifu material. Yeah. But then you look at Anya, you're not going to call Anya best waifu. Anya is best girl. And I do yep. very much. Uh, I will plant my stake in the ground, at least for the best girl of the year. Anya is my pick for best girl. We'll get into more specifics, but yeah. I'm basically today, while we have put on the tin that the discussion is best waifu and best husbando, I would like to split this actually into four categories. Best boy, best husbando, best husbando, uh, best girl, best waifu. Yeah. Nah, I, I definitely say that that would be the, uh, the line in the sand right there because, I mean, husbando and waifu generally like it's both a level of like wholesomeness, you know, the kind of person that you would ideally want to be with combined with aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of aesthetics in boy and girl, but it's not so much aesthetics as much as it's the wholesome cinnamon roll. You just want to hug and protect. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's basically it. Splitting, uh, splitting this into four subjects, which one, uh, which one you want to start with uh, first? Uh, I would say, why not? Let's do best. Let's do best waifu, just because I'm currently glancing at all four seasons up on any chart. And Demon Slayer does remind me that we have uh, one of the rare instances of polygamy in mm. Demon Slayer, where you have Suma, uh, Makio, and Hinatsuru as 
three literal wives. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and gosh, it's weird to think that uh, Demon Slayer season two was this year. That was this year, right? Oh, no, wait a minute. No, was that tech? Yes, that was that was this season. Yes, or sorry. This year, yeah, because it started on December 5th last year because they had a weird airing uh, situation because it yeah. was um, a couple of different things going on there. So it started like a month earlier because they also had the uh, Mugen Train extra arc, sort of. Hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah. So you have three literal waifus right out of the gate right there. Um, glancing through, do you have any ones that you really want to spotlight? I mean, uh, for me, I got to throw out there. Um, I think one of the obvious ones, and, you know, it's debatable because vampire, um, you know, vampires can be really freaking old. Uh, Nazana doesn't act like she's super old, despite the fact she supposedly is. Um, I would, I would actually put her more in the waifu category because she's the elder of those main two characters. That's an interesting one. And obviously you always get into this admittedly weird territory when it comes to fantasy and characters whose age and appearance and maturity levels are not only disparate, but also not entirely clear to begin with. Yeah. That I, my general inclination is actually the opposite to put Nazana in the best girl category, because you're right. You know, she is a vampire and it is clear that she is older than she appears. Mm, But in terms of general, maturity and how she carries herself and she carries herself more so than a middle school or high schooler. I will give yeah. you that, that is, she generally has the appearance of what I would assume is more of a high schooler than a middle schooler that uh, it's, that's sort of a giant asterisk of one. Yeah. Because that's Cole why I wanted to start off with her school at 14, 15. And, you know, he basically, he, on the surface, Ko is a middle schooler, and I would consider uh, Nazana to be a high schooler. Mm, so mm. I generally hesitate to put the waifu label there. I'd, I'd put an asterisk because, yeah, yeah, vampire. Um, that's why I wanted to start with that because I felt like that would be the best way of delineating between waifu and best girl. Yeah, it's tough. It definitely is tough. Um, um, so I want to start off right away, at least for me, one of my top ones was, uh, Desumi in Love After World Domination. Mm-hmm. She is just so freaking cute. Like, you know, she's, she's got that cliche, like smoking hot bod, you know, she's, she's the villain of a, you know, evil organization, you know, general and all that, you know, you, you had that going on. So of course she's going to have some sort of like evil, sexy outfit, but Behind all that is just your typical girl who loves cute things, has a pet cat, you know, like it's just so sweet and wholesome. Like (laughs) now 
I guess for Decimi that she still technically falls under best girl category because uh, she and why am I blanking on Red Ranger's name? They are. Yeah, technically. uh, That's that's kind of like that weird gray area because they really do not portray her. Yeah. Yeah. They really do not portray those characters unless the joke is needed to be like, ha ha ha, high school age. Like, unless that joke needs to be there, most of the time they don't seem like it. Yeah, it is. They, they, in general, it is also, again, particularly gray and just, yeah. When it's that they feel more like college students than yeah. high school students, but they clearly have them in high school. Yeah. So, and I, on I mean, I think that's... I, I will, I'm going to rule Decimi as best girl material, but it's the type of thing that I say, you know, she is on trajectory Asterisk. for best wife. <laughs> she is on trajectory for best wife material given a couple of years that, uh, yeah. Uh, well, once in college of age, obviously. Um, but for technicality purposes here, we do need to put her yeah. in the best girl category. So, uh, so with that out of the way, um, I would say Aiko in uh, your boy Kong Ming is definitely another one of those. Like she's just pure with the whole, uh, you know, she she dreams of being a singer and she's working a dead end job at this, uh, you know, at a bar and the owner likes her and wants to see her succeed. And it's not until, you know, Zhuge uh, Liang comes along and is just like, I am captivated by your music. I will now be your strategist. It's like <laughs> that alone had me laughing instead of manager strategist. Cause that is what a manager is, but she's just so like, <sighs> there's just something about it. Like the, the, the sirens call, so to speak, um, that, that has me liking her character. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think I, I'll, I'd like to start with her for waifu. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned her briefly, but you're obviously so. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's literal waifu, like uh, plot functional waifu here. Even yeah. if she may not have many of the stereotypical waifu traits, in that she is very, very, very bad at cooking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and obviously the whole thing about her entire persona is just a facade and it's the type of thing that obviously we are seeing her and Lloyd grow into all this. And obviously when we get to best husbando that Lloyd will also be oh, yeah. for that. Um, uh, in terms of best waifu, uh, there were a couple in engage kiss that I thought could qualify that uh, we have sort of a handful of best waifu and um, best girl. Yeah, from what I can tell, Sharon would qualify in the best waifu category. So would Ayano. Mm. That um, none none of them are in high school. That they are all yeah working individuals. So I am assuming you know we are of age. We are out of school and uh, yeah. traditional education systems. So Ayano and Sharon, uh, most definitely Kisara. No, Kisara goes I. I don't think Kisara is actually best girl material. I don't like Kisara as a character that much. Sorry, not sorry. Here's my hot take for the day. 
<laughs> I wouldn't say that that's a hot take, um, especially because I'm still trying to write a serious video essay topic about that anime and how it relates to, uh, at least in my opinion, memory loss and PTSD. Um, it, I mean, that's a completely different subject for that video um, as somebody who has mental issues. But uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't consider her best girl at all because she's basically kind of a manifestation of all of his inner demons as an actual demon an that actual he partners demon. up with. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, as, as you were saying with the wife, it was like, I, I totally see that with that. God, I'm I'm still racking my brain on a few of them. Um, Over in Chainsaw uh, Man, for something a bit more recent, we do have yeah. Power and Makima. Um, I also... love Power. <laughs> 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 She's my kind of character. Just so uh, I I'm always drawn to characters with strong personalities. You know, these they're usually the over the top characters, and like she's just got that loud like. The, the kind of person that I gravitate to in real life, which is probably why I'm single is because I keep falling into that trap of somebody who's so out there that they're not that good out there when you finally find out. And it's just, oh God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> so don't, don't date the bad girls. It's like, oops. Uh, but, but power actually seems to be a good girl. Like, wrapped inside of a bad girl type of situation like her love of her cat for crying out loud like somebody who loves a cat that much can't be a bad person yeah it is that is her one thing um over in uh where to go uh raven of the inner palace oh yeah yeah uh, we do have uh um why am you said um that uh, obviously oh, oh god yeah i'm i'm blanking on the name myself uh also with bibliophile princess uh, eliana that uh, all the characters in here we do not see any of them in any school situation so i feel very comfortable uh putting them firmly in the waifu husbando category and goodness knows what is a shoujo good time if not a bunch of waifus and husbandos yeah that is true that is true and we've had a lot of those uh types of uh uh shows in general this year there have been a lot of uh isekai type shows that that bring about i want to say like beast tamer so uh, like rain is husbando material and all of the girls are i mean we're dealing with freaking mythical creatures unfortunately like that leads to super young looking characters like the two fairies but the whole show is so damn wholesome. I put them on that platform. I would put the fairies under best girl just because they look young and you know, the other characters as best waifu, like they all have certain traits that fit that. And rain is just so freaking wholesome of a protagonist for a harem show that it's just like, you got to put him on that pedestal <laughs> no, of like, he's got the best boy traits in a husbando situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, um, uh, I realized um, it's Shosuke from Raven, the inner palace. I don't know why the initial uh, I was looking at. Said, so, so sweat. So sweat. So sweat. So sweat. So sweat. 
Yeah. And I don't know why one of the lists that I have here on any chart says Jusets. And I was like, that's that the Japanese pronunciation right. of the kanji. So it's okay, the Japanese. Yeah, it's yeah, like how, it, uh, uh, Zhuge Liang's, uh, 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 formal name, like the the shortened name in Japanese is pronounced Kolmei, but the title of the show, as you see in English, is Ya Boy Kong Ming. That's right, yeah. I always so, forget that uh, Chinese yeah, and the, Japanese characters yeah, play like, weird together. Cao Cao is, is uh, the general from Wei in Romance of the Three Kingdoms, but in Japan, they pronounce it So-So. So Cao mm-hmm. Cao is So-So. Yeah, and that's why sometimes <laughs> when you're watching on Crunchyroll that the subtitle names are not going to match what you hear in terms of character pronunciation. Um, For those who want to learn Chinese, watch the dub. They, it is quite impressive. They went that extra mile to actually pronounce the names properly because uh, that is my biggest pet peeve with WWE right now is their Chinese wrestler, Zha Le. They call her out as Zia Li. Oh. That just makes me cringe every time I hear them say that. <laughs> so, no. But yeah, props to Crunchyroll and their dub for going the extra mile and pronouncing all of these names properly. Yeah. Um, let's hop on over. Let's go to let's choose one of the boy side. Do you want to do best boy or best husbando next? Um oh god. Um I guess we could do, because we just talked waifus. Let's talk boys now. Best boy. All right. Just best boy, not best husbando. Well, right. while uh, Power and Makima both qualify uh, as waifu material, Denji is best boy. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Which is he funny is. because, you know, he's treated like a dog. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, I don't know if I would actually call him best boy. I just means that he technically qualifies for the best boy category that... I I think that a big part and appeal of Denji's character is his innate flaws and the fact that he is so, frankly, mentally undeveloped because yeah. of his upbringing or sort of lack thereof, that he has not had a proper childhood. He has not had a normal life thus far and, frankly, is not having a normal life even as we see him now. And yeah. You know, frankly, I just remain very uh, flattered by the fact that for all of his personality quirks, that he has been written to have a very clear understanding of the concept of consent. Like, Hmm. that's something just I very much appreciated that for all of the, oh, I want to touch a boob, that it's he's making sure it's like, may I touch your boob, Ken? And, you know, he takes (laughs) the, the bait from power of she says you know i will let you touch my boob and like he is like whoa wait a minute permission to do so yes this is a this is a reward and this is something because i know not to do it without consent i appreciate this Mm. because goodness knows there's a lot of characters in anime that are just going to be super leecherous and not wait for that so yeah i'm really (laughs) glad that for all of his very immature tendencies that this is one thing that the writer was like, you know, I'm not actually going to have my main character be a total creep that he's just a teenage boy, but that he's not going to do this stuff without permission. I do appreciate yeah. that. Like that, that was a, frankly, a very big thing on me 
liking Denji's character more than I expected because a lot of folks knowing that I don't super enjoy unnecessary fan service and whatnot were kind of like, ooh, Joel, I'm not sure if you're going to like this. Meanwhile, I watched it and was like, I don't see anything wrong with this. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, once once I reframed it in my mind, I had no problem with what was going on with uh, everything. And the context in the yeah. following episode after the awkward moment uh, really did change, like, the scene so it's it was one of those like wait and see what happens we were talking about things that could have gone off the rails and made you want to drop a show they saved themselves yeah it didn't go Uh, unlike uh unfortunately science fell in love oof (laughs) oh wow that Uh, was here too talk about just you know uh, uttering complete face plants as yeah. always, uh, Deku is perennial best boy contender. I have a terrible yeah. feeling that he's going to win again at the Anime Awards. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd definitely say, and I mean, there are a couple. I mean, uh, it's it's just like uh, it's just like in uh, Love After World Domination, how they are clearly best boy and best girl for that wholesome factor and everything. And another rom-com, Dress Up Darling. Gojo and uh, Marin both have mm-hmm. those traits. You know, just you want there's there's cinnamon rolls. <laughs> cinnamon rolls. I mean, uh, I I would love to have a boyfriend like Gojo just because he's a better like he's he's better at sewing than me. <laughs> like I I can I can craft. I've gotten better at crafting, but. I've kind of lost a little bit of my edge behind the sewing machine. So I wouldn't mind somebody who made costumes for me, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Tragedy Land, we have the vast majority of the cast of Muv Love Alternative uh, with Oof. Takeru Shirogane, uh, uh, you know, being a very good representation of Best Boy. Uh, there were a couple characters in there that would qualify for Best Waifu. Um, not most of them, but if I can find it, the teacher character. Uh, well, uh, Chizuru, uh, and Yuko would mm. both qualify as best waifu material. The rest would end up being best girl, but, uh, Takeru Shirogane being best boy. And speaking of a Shirogane, we obviously also have, uh, Shirogane, uh, from, wait, sorry, from, uh, Love is War. Mm. I, I didn't watch that, so <laughs> you still haven't watched Love Is War. You need to no, watch no, because I'm watching like 12 shows this season. How do I have the time? I haven't even had time to watch go, uh, freaking JoJo Stone Ocean Part Three. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> so and I love JoJo, and I haven't had the time to sit down and watch 12 episodes or the second half of Tiger and Bunny too. Because damn it, Netflix, I hate drops. <laughs> uh, speaking uh. of. <laughs> We do have Tadano over uh, with Comey Can't Communicate. Definitely best boy material right there. Mm, and of course, Comey being best girl material as well. Yes. Die for Comey. Um, Don't die for Comey. Die for Comey. Yep. Um, also in best girl, Chisato in uh, Vigorous yes. uh, Recoil. You beat me to it. I, I was <laughs> going to say uh, both Takina and Chisato. Uh, yeah. Both <clears throat> best girl. And uh, I do expect Chisato to get a nomination for the anime awards. Yeah. I don't think that she will win because I feel like it's sort of while she's not my best girl of the year, I kind of feel like it is a foregone conclusion that 
Marine will end up getting it. Yeah. And no, I, I think that just, too. Yeah. But Chisato absolutely deserves to be on there. I'd like to see uh, Takina nominated, but I think that between the two, Chisato will probably be the one to get that spot. Yeah. Um, back to waifus. Um, waifu slash husbandos. Um, I don't feel like they would be husbandos. Um, you know, it's it depends on your cup of tea. Um, but Philip or Shotaro from Futo PI, because I got I got a shout out my common writer. Uh, but Tokime definitely, I feel, fits into that best waifu category. So she I is a character. Um, I'm going to have to let you end up yeah. just, uh, carrying the torch on that one. I mean, she's she's uh, exclusive to the manga and anime. Um, she's got amnesia, mysterious background, seems to not understand how the world works because she's from the parallel world. Um, and we're still learning about that as this show goes on and whatnot. And they ended on a cliffhanger hanger, but she goes from being this kind of clueless, you know, like sad lost puppy character to being a functioning member of the team and actually kind of badass by the end of the season. Uh, I mean, the manga is still ongoing. I don't think she'll ever become a writer, but I mean, it would be cool if she did, <laughs> but I would definitely put her in that waifu category as uh, she looks to be around the same age as Shotaro and Philip, and neither of them are children because Shotaro is a private eye and Philip, Philip's something. I don't I don't want to give away too much of what happened in Common Rider Double because they didn't really go over Philip's backstory in detail uh in, in Futo PI. Um but yeah, like neither one of them are really husbando unless that's your kind of cup of tea. You've got I mean, maybe Shotaro, because he is he puts on that facade of I'm a hard-boiled detective and tries to live his life like he's in a film noir. It's it's almost like he's a chunibyo to a degree mm. because of that, even though he's a legitimate private uh, private eye. But he's also so freaking wholesome that if he's presented with a situation, like when he's presented with Tokime and she has no place to live, no place to stay, she's from a parallel world. You know, so she stays with him and he immediately gets flustered and embarrassed. So I guess you could kind of put him into the husbando category because he does have that bit of a wholesome streak to him. Um, I mean, but there, I, I was also trying to avoid my bias to loving Tokusatsu with that. So, but Tokime definitely has that waifu material in my opinion. So um, I want to say, uh, it's hard blurring the line because we're dealing with fantasy again. We're dealing with an isekai world. Eminence and Shadow. The members of Shadow Garden. Um, I think, specifically, yeah, that there's a couple <clears throat> that I think are that do qualify as waifu, but not all. Yeah, it's it's because some of them it's implied that they are not teenage, but they're blending in as teenagers at that school to be alongside him. And, and then so, there's others that you have one who is just 
a high class businesswoman who is operating uh, a major corporation on behalf of uh you know shadow garden so yeah. very clear you know, we are not dealing with a teenager here um the only thing that i don't love a ton about eminence and shadow is that yeah. i will admit i lose track of who's who in terms of names uh the only one that really matters in my opinion is alpha well, yeah. uh, like the, 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 the first you know, everybody everybody after alpha I lose. Track I mean, of. I've I've lost track of everybody after Alpha. Although I'll admit that, like, I will look at a character and go, "Ooh, I like her." But it's an aesthetic thing because we really don't get to see a lot of their personality, mm-hmm. just their expertise per se in a per situation, uh, well, situation. Uh, so I mean, but Alpha seems to be like the main girl of the series, and yeah. so like I would put her in that waifu tier she just like there's something about it like uh i i don't know she she looks out for everybody kind of in in a sense well well like when giving orders and stuff like Uh, i know i'm double checking uh at least per the uh fan wiki alpha is listed as 15 so best girl okay best girl it is it's uh Dang it, anime! You keep on throwing curveballs with some of these. Like, you gotta be clearer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, because I couldn't stop singing its praises. Verme from Verme and Gold. That's a waifu. Is, that yeah, is a waifu. That is right there. Nailed it. Waifu will not be on that Crunchyroll, you know, anime list. But my personal no, waifu chance. list. You know, is she's definitely up there in the top three of the year, you know, or or if not, you know, the top because of how the relationship grows throughout that series. And by far, I'm blanking out on main character's name, but he is definitely a best boy as well. There is just a really wholesome connection between the two, despite the very obvious, like clearly obvious age difference of thousand year old or or however you know eons old demon and clearly high school kid she also kind of mentally because of what she went through kind of is stuck in a younger sort of per like a, a bit of her kind of is stuck in that younger set of mind my, my set of my mindset God, cannot talk today. Um, I, I think I'm just so freaking confused by the characters' ages. Dang it, anime. <laughs> um, but yeah, Vermeer definitely falls into that waifu territory because the relationship they have is so mature for something that's supposed to be, you know, it's it's how they wrote that story. Like I mm-hmm. would not expect a story like that to be told that way. It could have fallen into blatant, etchy fan service left and right. Like, you know, Ooh, teenage boy, you know, super old demon, big boobs. Wow. It's like, no, they don't do any of that with it. So, I mean, that's, that's up there. She's up there for just the deepness of the character, the the whole, after you find out her backstory, you want to protect her just like the protagonist does she's up there for me yeah um another one that i even actually just checked the wikis to figure out 
um, in Urusei Yatsura. Mm, Obviously, yeah. uh, Lum, one of the most prolific waifus, best girls of all time, does yeah. not have a published page. Um, <laughs> it, I'm, oh I'm going to err on the side of caution and yeah. say that she is relegated to best girl because mm. she is still portrayed as in a high school and yeah. blending in with the other high schoolers. Even yeah. though, obviously, the entire conceit of the plot is her trying to be a literal wife. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we're, we're still going to nudge out <laughs> uh, Yes, as always, you know, Lum will make a wonderful waifu in a couple of years. Yeah, it's, uh, when they can legally do it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, so I, I'm trying to air more more on the side of you know the way that we do anime of the year where we avoid um talking too much or, or in the case of anime of the year we don't talk about ongoing shows you know or shows that are in like yeah so, uh one for best but, girl obviously uh shikimori from shikimori is not just a cutie hmm, the, the yeah, entire I, show's plot is she is just best girl and yeah showing off how much of a best girl she is yeah I, I I watched the first episode. It's something that it's like I might go back to eventually. Uh, the first episode wore me out right away. Uh, with it, just it was nice. It, it wound up being a slice of life for sure. But I can also understand where the central gimmick does not. It progresses a bit. I've seen one too many shows where the protagonist is your unlucky accident prone fellow and has to have his butt saved by other people. I've seen one too many shows with that, uh, that that sort of thing. So. Oh, also we'd be remiss if we didn't mention two of the best girls of the whole year, even Owie. Hmm. From Birdie wing golf girls story. Yes. Yes. Very much. Like I hope that one of the two, actually gets to the anime awards nominations no chance in hell they win it but that is yeah. one i would like to see them nominated i mean uh the problem with the anime awards is that ongoing shows always have the edge yep. and mm-hmm. i mean oh, don't if, worry i had my rant about it in january if if that's the case with all of that then you know you have characters from my hero academia that are going to run away with it it's uh, Otako, best girl. Uh, uh, Rumi, best waifu. Like you're, you're going to see that constantly with it. Uh, but you won't see this on the anime awards list because it's on Hulu. Bleach. Yeah. Hime, I, I best just girl. Sort of, that I forget. By the time they get to the Thousand Year Blood War, are they still in high school? That is one of the hardest things there's to kind been of a time skip. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, he, he is seventeen because he was fifteen at the beginning, and then there was a two-year gap. So, still best boy and still best girls. But there's yep. plenty of folks in, uh, you know, the the captains that uh, run yeah. Giku, Obviously, once again, a very classic, prolific best waifu. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh god um 
And of course, uh, let's, uh, hop, let's hop over to husbandos because we've okay, uh, been yeah. hopping around the best waifu girl category for a little while now. We sort of just blended girl and waifu over there for a minute. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have Lloyd, who yep. just genuinely surprisingly good husbando material that it, mm. it is sort of interesting how your your and Lloyd and obviously this is part of the appeal of spy family that mm. while they are not conventionally good uh domestic partners that their heart's in the right place and that they're trying yeah. to do good and they're gonna mess up a lot um by and large, Lloyd of the three is the one with his head on most straight and who at least understands things a little bit that your is supposed to be on the sillier side. And, you know, she's yeah. prone to misunderstanding and she thinks that everything is a lot crazier and more serious than it is. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd, for the most part, is actually grounded and mature and winds up playing that more functionally traditional head of the family role yeah and is just actually good husband material like yeah no actual asterisks involved definitely definitely i mean like just between like the cooking skills and everything like or the fact that he actually cooks edible things your can prep everything really well because she's amazing with a knife mm-hmm but then, so they work good as a uh, as a as a duo when it comes to that sort of thing because of that, actually, um, you know, and that in turn also makes them probably like best power couple of the year as well. You know, if we were to make that a thing, yeah, if we were doing um, power couple and not counting recurring series for Kaguya and Shirogane, that yeah, um, oh god, um, husband. There are admittedly fewer. Husbando characters just in terms of sheer population and selection. Yeah. This being by virtue of naturally, you have shows that are generally going to be in the shonen age range, both in terms of demographic and of characters, that they're going to be characters who are more often than not in high school. Did you have a couple? Uh, try and double check. Um, and try and remember which ones were this year versus last year uh, as a couple end up going. Um, obviously, you have Ko, who is best boy material. You have Maosama from uh, Devils of Part-Timer, who I'm still going to count in the best boy side of everything. Uh, Uncle from Uncle from Another World qualifies as Husbando age. He is not best Husbando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you qualify. Oh, and best best well, uncle. You. He's yeah, best uncle. <laughs> I don't even know if he's that, quite frankly. That he's, I mean, I, he's I consider not him a fun good uncle, person, but... Jace. Okay, so maybe I'm a bad judge of character in a situation like that. I just he genuinely makes me laugh. He's a gaming nerd. Oh, he makes he me laugh, a... and he's a nerd. Yes, he's a funny guy i don't think he's a necessarily good guy i mean like i said he he fits that fun uncle stereotype that you see in sitcoms who's 
kind of out there and sometimes not wholesome, like the one that lets kids do things that are dangerous when the mm. parents aren't looking. Uh, yeah, good, good. You know, play with that fork near an electrical outlet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if he gets shocked, it builds character, puts hair on your chest. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's that's kind of how I see him is, is, is you know, the the fun uncle, like funny character from a sitcom type thing and not like a legitimate fun uncle, you know, in real life type of thing, because you now it's not the wholesomeness that you associate with waifu and husbando. Yeah, so fun uncle does not fit wholesome. <laughs> and obviously, uh, speaking of mob psycho, we do have Reagan who apparently won the gauntlet of Tumblr sexy man of the universe or whatever. Wow. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't did you, actually did you hear about the Tumblr sexy man bracket. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me see if I can get, uh, um, there was the Tumblr sexy man, uh, tournament. Oh, sorry. No, Reagan did not win. Ray Reagan came in second. Uh, but he prolifically made it to the finals of the Tumblr Sexy Man tournament, ultimately losing to Sans Undertale. Mm. <laughs> wow. Because, of course, he lost to Sans Undertale. <laughs> wow. Okay. What, is a, what is a Tumblr Sexy Man? I don't quite know. I don't care to quite know. Yeah. It's just what the, the Tumblr folk find as a Tumblr Sexy Man. I, and it was a thing, but uh, yeah, well, I'll give Reagan yeah. a Husbando certification. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, Mob definitely fits into a best boy. So uh, I mean, no that that's that's just obvious with that one. Um, I didn't get a chance to finish the show because, my God, this year has been just to quote wrestling because we're we're into that too on uh digital era on the discord banger after banger after banger after banger after and i'll stop right there with that but <laughs> that has been that has been anime this year so eventually i will finish salaryman's club which falls into that I went into it expecting one thing holy crap what the hell did i want to sign up for it was basically birdie wing, but be shown in, in what I thought was going to be a be shown in, you know, office show and fan service. And it turned out to be a sports show with a side of the office humor. And yeah, just beautiful men playing freaking badminton again, not the sort of thing you would find like as, as a sport that you would see like, for an action sports show, badminton, they make it actually intense and interesting, just like Birdie, Birdie Wing does with golf. When they're playing badminton, it feels like it's off the rails, not in a crazy shonen type way with superpowers, like or crazy blast shots or anything, just the intensity of it. But yeah, I mean, I feel like any one of those guys could make a quality husbando because that's just kind of how they were designed by character. Like each one of them has mm -hmm. a different trait for somebody, you know, and that's kind of how those, and the funny thing is it's not an Otome show. It is not a harem show. It is just a show about like five, six guys at, at a, at a workplace who play badminton in a national badminton league for corporations. And yet mm -hmm. it's got the same vibe that an Otome series would have. So 
Yeah, I got to finish that before the end of the year to see if that should make my personal top 10 based on how just weird and out there it was. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that was a, that was certainly a thing. Um, ongoing. I will say that Son Goku in Sayuki Reload Zero in is a best boy. Uh, continuing series because Sayuki's been around f- since forever, just keeps coming back off and on randomly. And Son Goku is just such a freaking like he's a brat. He's a Meanwhile, brat. <laughs> in terms of for our next radio drama, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z abridged, Son Goku is a terrible husband. <laughs> He's awful. He just literally up and leaves his family every time somebody strong comes around or every time that, you know, he sort of has a whim to go on a year-long training arc, abandon his child, leave him in the hands of his, frankly, far more capable friend in Piccolo that I dare say Piccolo is a... I barely watched Dragon Ball Z. Keep this in mind, Jace. I have seen scattered episodes, and Neil Ivan and Mario and others can tell you that I didn't actually participate, or rather, they saved the Dragon Ball Z episode for last year when I was at Friend, uh, Anime Frontier because they knew that I was not going to be capable of talking about Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. So they waited for that. As someone who has not seen Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z past a couple of episodes and past the uh, scattered bits of the abridged series, even I know that Piccolo is more of a father to Gohan than Goku is. Yeah. Goku's no. a terrible father and a terrible husband. He may be your father, but he ain't your daddy. Ain't your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Piccolo is definitely husbando material. <laughs> yeah. You know, in, in a bizarre way. It's just because he, the way he took care of Gohan so well, it's just like, yeah, no, like I put him on that tier. Um, yeah. uh, hopping back for a minute, just because I forgot to mention it. Uh, Murine and Suleta Mercury from Witch from Mercury, both best girl material, no oh, doubt. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I have to keep shifting my brain back to certain things because I did binge all of Cyberpunk so we could talk about it. Mm. And uh, I will qualifies as waifu, David qualifies as boy, yeah. And uh, I mean. I think the internet felt like as much as Lucy is, is presented as the waifu of the show, Becca totally stole the spotlight. <laughs> I don't think she, she's not that young. I mean, you see her like smoking and drinking. So. Uh, uh, Ed runners age. Let's see if we got anything. Uh, okay. Yeah. It says she is around 20 years old. So, yeah. Um, everything I'm seeing says 18 to 21. So sure, fine. Yeah. So uh, and then, <laughs> she she definitely uh, captivated everybody with her character. She's 23 to 25. Um, I don't think there is a exact publishing, but you are right. It's just that you know you see her drinking and smoking, and in the world of Night City, I don't think that technically necessarily indicates much because i feel like that's status quo in night city yeah but i will i will say that this is a instance where you have uh you know 
a shorter girl who is clearly, you know, not a young, rather, she, she is still a, a young woman, but that is not a schoolgirl. Yeah, no, she she's meant to be bait for the people who like that, you know, aesthetic on a female. Uh, that being said, I very much normally gravitate to the opposite end of the spectrum. I like my wife who's curvy, but Rebecca's personality is so strong that it's just like, no, she is the waifu of the show to me. Like, mm. <laughs> Let alone her unrequited love for David is also really kind of cute. Like, I, I really do like that. And I do feel kind of bad for her because. <sighs> Go watch Edge Runners if you haven't, folks. It's yeah. Good. I, I the way that Lucy kind of is somewhat numb towards David kind of kills the vibe of waifu. Aesthetically, she looks it, but I feel like how cold she is in dealing with him, like 75% of the time kind of just kills that for me. With her. Oh, yeah, that she's not trying to be a waifu. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Netflix, um, ongoing series, series I thought would never get a sequel because it ended on a, you know, it ended on an ending. Tiger and Bunny, Kotetsu literally a single literal parent husbando. yeah literal husbando. husbando but he's a good husbando yeah you know i mean he he tries <laughs> and and likewise i would put uh i would put blue rose as a best girl as and i would actually after seeing uh the tiger and bunny movies because i actually didn't get a chance to see them uh because i always forget about streaming and i was trying to get blu-rays at the time um but I would definitely put Fire Emblem also as best waifu. Fire Emblem. <laughs> I, I, I know it might be laughable, but I mean, I just, I really, I really like them as a character and the movie really built them out. And Tiger and Bunny 2 really does portray them in a more serious role than the original series did, where they were kind of a one note joke of a character. Yeah. So I mean, I'll put Fire Emblem yeah. in that waifu well, list. I, well, no, I double checking uh, that uh, that Fire Emblem uh, is a is a man, so it would be husband. Yeah. Well, uh, but still husbando uh they, i could they, they imply they imply like non-binary or trans like it's heavily implied because of the arc in that tiger and bunny movie um okay, with i have not seen the movie the, i'm going purely off of uh the fan wiki uses yeah. pronouns um could absolutely see them being non-binary um yeah I do not think that they are ever explicitly referred to with Female pronoun. Uh, this this fan wiki actually lists non-binary feminine. Oh, I see that. Oh. So. Okay. Yep. Oh, yep. It's right there at the top. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was looking at other areas where I was seeing he him pronouns, but um, there is that uh snippet there in the original Japanese. Nathan used the I me pronouns watashi, formal gender, formal formal gender neutral and informal feminine watashi. Yep which is the informal phone. Okay. So, yep. Yeah. Instead of Goku. Uh, sure. we, uh, I am wrong. So waifu, waifu it is. Uh, 
the 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 heroes in that show like most comic booky type heroes tend to you know they err on the side of wholesome which is why a lot of the times you also see the my hero characters brought up in that waifu boy husbando girl scenario so uh yeah i mean fire emblem best waifu uh kotetsu he tries his best dang it like you know <laughs> so i put him as a best husbando uh and Blue Rose is definitely a best girl. Uh, there's she she's a Dilf hunter, but she's best girl. <laughs> All right. So as we start to get toward the end of the show, what are your picks right now, even before the Crunchyroll Anime Awards have their nominations out for best boy, girl, husbando, waifu? I want to give best girl to Anya. Best Husbando yeah. to Lloyd. Best yep. Waifu. It's like, I don't want to just give him the sweep, but I yeah. kind of do. It's tough. I it's like tough. Spy Family. They're really good at what they do. Yeah. But, you know, maybe... Hmm. What, what do you think? Where are you with a lot of these? Oh, God. Um, and, and I completely forgot, actually, just because it's personal preference, any of the girls from Akiba Made War... I would yeah. put his best waifu or best girl uh, based on the age of the character. Um, you know, like they're, they're all there, just there so are enjoyable. That are canonically 30. So, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I keep it made war. Um, waifu, it's tough not to give the sweep to spy family because of your, um, but actually I'm going to go ahead and say Verme for me personally okay. for best waifu um that story the way it captivated me best boy i'm going to actually um and i gotta double check on the character name um uh while i'm double checking that best girl definitely anya um uh junpei in dance dance dancer mm, okay, I, okay. I, i'm gonna put him as best boy because of just the whole premise of that show from, you know, defying gender norms to following your passions, um, you know, and the fact that he's not afraid to cry by the end of it all. Um, I, I honestly, I put him as a best boy uh, because of that. Like, I just really get that vibe from it. Uh, I really did love that anime. I did cry a few times during it. So, yeah. I would definitely, uh, I would put him as best boy. So I'm with you on Anya and Lloyd, but Verme takes that waifu for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can get that. Um, hmm. I think for me, I would give, like, like I said, I'm locking in Anya as best girl. I hope yeah. she can win it come the anime mm. awards but i do fear that um it will probably just end up being modern so we will see yeah we'll see um gosh now as i'm going back like this is tough i know <laughs> i know right this has been a loaded year for good shows and great characters a little like, weak on the me. male side for mm -hmm. characters. It's it's tough to find characters to cosplay these days. <laughs> Most of them are wearing suits. I don't want to wear a suit. <laughs> oh, I don't mind wearing. I like suits. They're nice. 
Oh, I mean, I wore a uniform for 13 years going to school, so I have a oh, giant aversion to ties and yeah. dressing up. <laughs> yeah, whereas I did not. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't really want to give Denji best boy. I don't think he's actual best boy material. Uh, yeah, I mean, notable, uh, notable boy, but... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give, at least for the time being... I'm going to give best boy to Fudo from love after world domination. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely say that for, for a uh, definite contender and best boy. I mean that he's your wholesome meathead. Yeah. You know, stereotype. Mm -hmm. And he is one of the few non-blonde characters that made me go, I want to cosplay that. (laughs) I, I I give him extra points because he is the wholesome, lovable meathead and not just the wholesome, lovable cinnamon roll that I feel like we get in year in and year out. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of like, uh, if you, if there was a little bit more character development for any of the guys from the body improvement club in mob psycho, they definitely would be contenders for best boy, Mm -hmm. but the show doesn't feature them that heavily. So, but yeah, because he's a wholesome meathead, definitely i definitely would put him in that best boy like for for me i'm still going with dancer because it's the drama element and everything like that but the the personal bias too put, he would be in my top 10 just because my love of tokusatsu related things so and mm-hmm. philip is supposed to be an adult in futo pi but personally because of his cinnamon roll like status at least in the live action show he has matured a little bit by the actual Futo PI. Um, but like, I would consider him best boy just because like his personality and such. Uh, but again, that's my personal bias for those things. Um, I definitely agree with you. Fudo is definitely in there in my top three though. Yeah. Uh, I also give honorable mention for best husbando to uh, Kirishima from Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> How did I forget him actually? Like he, yeah, that would be a runner up. Um, yeah, I think that's, a, I think that's all of them. Uh, we've, yeah, we've and then just, like I said, Lloyd is my pick for best husbando. Anya yeah. is my pick for best girl. And I, I do still kind of want to give your the best waifu, but mm, jury's out. We'll see. Uh, I mean, if you know, if it really comes down to it, then it's time for a death battle. Well, it's not quite time for death battle, but it, on this Sunday, 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 December eleventh, we are going to be in for some amazing in-ring battles over at HCW with our big invasion crossover event. This is a year in the making, began literally in January, and we are finally at the big battle, the ultimate crossover of the Shoujo and Hololive. Definitely not one to miss. That's going to be, uh, double-checking, it is going to be 1 p.m., I think it is, or no, I didn't. Uh... Sorry, it's, I think, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, but check your local listings. Check uh, the Discord for announcements as we go live with that. But it is going to be on Sunday the 11th with myself, Reach, and Mario. So it's going to be a very good time. And as I mentioned earlier, we will be having our next radio drama presentation 
our DBZ abridged movie marathon this uh, coming Saturday. So not tomorrow as of day of broadcast, but the 17th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. As always, check out our sponsors, ImageAnime at ImageAnime.com and you can use the code chip. that is D-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H-I-P for free shipping on orders of $100 or more. And you can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise from merch.streamelements.com slash Digital Era Entertainment. Be sure to like, comment, follow, subscribe here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can see the trailer for Kokoro no Pro, the true game of the year. Uh, well, it's not actually out yet, so it, but it will be game of the year. Mark my words. And yes, hopefully you all enjoyed the game awards last night. We were streaming them here at Digital Era Twitch. It was a lot of fun. So stay safe, stay sane, and we will see you next time on Digital Era Twitch. Keep loving waifus and husbandos. Thank you.